Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and I am joined by, as always, Kyle Bradford. How's it going, Kyle? It's going well, Tyler. How are you? I am doing fantastic, let me tell you. Fantastic. Because it's Conan time. It is Conan time. The highlight of my week every Wednesday is to sit around with my dear friend Kyle, who only talks to me once a week. (laughs) By law. And we chat about Detective Cannon, and we have two um, pretty solid episodes this uh, this week, if I dare do say. Yes. Okay, so you're a fan too. <laughs> I like them. Uh, and up first, we have episode 18 of the series, A June Bride Murder Case, and uh, this was aired on June 3rd, 1996. And I've got to say, you know, I got emotional during the Moonlight Sonata case. But uh, this was actually the first episode chronologically to make me tear up. I, I cried a bit here. Hold on, hold on. We really got to understand, like, how much were you crying? I mean, like, we had some tears. Like, you know, tears are dropping. It wasn't just like... Like, multiple me. tears strolling down your cheeks. Yeah, they were coming down. But you weren't sobbing. I wasn't sobbing. And it wasn't, like, just a tearing up thing. No. But, like, it was more okay. than tearing up, but not quite full-blown sob. If, if we were on a 1 to 10 scale... Where would you put this on the one to ten scale? It was scale? a solid six. You know, we had some tears Wow. Going. Okay. June Bride murder case. Yeah, it brought on some, some emotions here. Because, Kyle, you may not know about this, but uh, I'm a romantic. Mm. And this really played to those tendencies. In oh, my, did it? My idealized version of true love. And people coming together and, like, poisoning your significant other. Like it, Well, now. It's Spoilers. Beautiful. <laughs> so, what you've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we always have these relatable moments where I ask you questions. And, you know, you have a wedding coming up, Kyle, in the future. It's true. Um, or have you, after this, after seeing this episode, have you thought of potentially <laughs> uh, poisoning your bride? You know, now that you bring it up. Let's just get this, be seated get in this my on mind. the podcast so we can, you know, air it. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. the feds can have a record. Let the cops know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the record, I hope your bride does not get poisoned. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do too. Despite everything I've just said. <laughs> so the episode opens up with Ron Sonico. You remember her? Sonico? Uh, She's in the Valentine's she... Day case. Yeah, she was the annoying friend. Yeah, but she's fine. She's fun. She's nice in this I one. Think this is her I hated her in Valentine's appearance. Day. Yeah. So that was an anime original. This is like her first entry like into the manga. So So this is like how she's supposed to come yeah. into the show? So, okay. Like she still has that romantic side where she freaks out over handsome hunks, if you will. But we As don't do really we see that here. Um, so... Those two girls and Kenna are going to the wedding of Ron's junior high school homeroom teacher. Uh, Shinichi remarks that he's only there to see the crazy man that would actually marry that woman. And uh, he did not have a good relationship with that teacher. So, you know, just not to get totally sidetracked, but were there any teachers you totally hated, Kyle? I feel like with your high school hijinks, <laughs> you might have a few. High school? Or junior all I can high think school? Of, all I can think of is that time when... Uh, like I forged that report card and then I didn't care that my homeroom teacher was going to get in trouble for it. 
That does rule. Did you have any teachers you hated? Uh, not really. I got I usually got along with my teachers. Did you have like a Dead Poet Society relationship with one? No, nothing like that. That's lame. And I was never touched by any. Oh, the well. That's good. Although, um, the high school art teacher did wind up uh, getting mysteriously fired and after he slept with a, a student, <laughs> and now they're still together. He left his wife for the student. Wowza. Yeah. A similar thing happened in my high school, but it didn't it end It was that really way. cool how like the school just totally like covered things up and refused to act like he was a pedophile. Like It was really fun. They were being chill. Yeah. Like, we got you, man. <laughs> was like, she was hot. We understand. We're, we're chill. Oh, God. <laughs> So the kids all visit the bride backstage, and they're all astonished at how beautiful she looks in her gown. Um, and then the bride, her name is Matsumoto, and she's disappointed Shinichi isn't there because she wanted to show off this dress to that cheeky little punk. That's a weird thing. Well, she liked teasing him. I think that's what we get here. Yeah, yeah, but it's still weird. Don't you want to show show off your hot body, Kyle, to... Uh, to some young Not kid. to my former high school student, huh. who's still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Ron has a camcorder out, and she's filming while the bride receives some lemon iced tea, lemon tea from her friend Kazumi, and then she's given a straw in order to drink it so it doesn't smear her lipstick. It's also revealed that Kazumi used to date the groom, and then Sonica is also given a lemon tea drink. Have you ever had lemon tea? No. Not a big tea guy. I'm trying to think like a... See, I'm surprised. I feel like Korean people would be into tea. That's true. Like, it seems like it gels well with, like, dogs. With dogs? Yeah. God dang, Tyler. Did not think you'd just go there, but all right. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're eating a delicacy, I feel like you'd chill with some tea. How would you even assume that, like, tea would go well with dog meat? I don't know. When else would you have tea? Any time during the day normally, because it's a very normal thing to drink. If it's a normal thing, then it'll go with anything. Would it? Sure. I would don't know. It? I only drink water, so I'm... And I don't I forgot, meat, yeah. So. You're a, a vegetarian. Yeah. But not a vegan. No. Vegans are crazy. I am a well-defined... Totally ripped. See, here's the thing. Kyle, Absolutely, this is an audio podcast. People can't actually see me, but if any, yeah, but I can, and you're ripped. If any women are listening, I am totally ripped. I have open DMs. A I'm a hunk. So a tough walking, <laughs> tough looking man walks in. <laughs> it's the police chief, Kyle. Uh, that's Matt Smith's father. What did you think when you saw this big guy? He's very confused because, like, they play it where he just stands there for a minute and everyone rushes to be like, you can't be here. And, like, uh, what is it? Ron, like, is about to karate chop the guy. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, what's the what's the cop's name? Uh, Megary. Yeah, Megary. He comes in and he's like, oh, I wouldn't miss my, my boss's daughter's wedding. And then, aha, gotcha. And we realize that it's just her dad. You come here on the day of my daughter's wedding. 
What if he's like a big mob boss then? Maybe that's a I'd appreciate later that. on. Exactly, yeah. There's some layers. So he tells his daughter that she'll always be a child to him, and then he chides her for drinking lemon tea, saying it was it's childish. And then he leaves, but not before saying she looks pretty, but not as beautiful as her dead mother. <laughs> He's really bad at compliments. Uh, why did they even add that little bit in? Why does she have to be dead? It's establishing a backstory. That, like, doesn't come to play. It's important. We'll see. All right. I think there's some poet poetry to it. So, I suppose with like how this episode goes. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's an important reason for her to be dead. Later on, we're introduced to a guy named Yamamiya, who uh, is disappointed that he's not the groom, as he used to have feelings for her. Uh, Ron's batteries on the camcorder almost die, and then she goes to get new ones. Matsumoto then takes off Conan's glasses and says that she, he looks exactly like Shinichi, uh, and she says, "Looking at your face makes me want to scold you." <laughs> Um, and it, I thought this was a cool scene because, like, it shows the interest she takes in her students. And, like, she she had, like, a thing with uh, Conan the entire time where she was like, you look really familiar. Um, right. And, like, everybody else had, like, they've kind of had, like, moments where, oh, you kind of look like them. But they weren't, like, that exact in that instance. So I thought that was cool. I thought she was going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. very confused. She then ex- his old teacher. Oh. She explains why she was always hard on him, and she says, that's because Kuda reminded me of the first boy I fell in love with. The boy was the son of a candy shop's owner near my house. Whenever people picked on me, he'd always protect me. He'd always give me something he snuck out of his father's door- store, warm lemon tea. So that's why she drinks that. And she says it gives this her This is like that, uh, that movie Kung Fu Hustle. You ever see that? No, but tell me more about Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, Lord. You never watched Kung Fu Hustle? Is that a comedy? A lot of classic... Yeah, it's like an action comedy. Oh, it's I so good. I feel like I've seen parts of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Like the clips, those clips are all over the place. But like the connection is that the girl that the main character has been in love with since she was like a kid, uh, she runs like a lollipop stand, and so she gets bullied one day, and the lollipop that she was going to give to him breaks, and so he learns Buddhist palm, but he gets beat up by the bullies, and it doesn't work. So at the end of the movie. When he somehow turns out to be a kung fu god, he does the Buddhist palm stuff, and he goes and meets her and stuff. I don't know. It reminded me of this. Does he and give kung her fu a lollipop? Very good. She gives him a lollipop because oh, no. she's working. No, wait. It's not really like that important. No. But <laughs> I feel like I'm going down this rabbit hole. So there's uh, some kung fu hustle spoilers. Hope you don't mind. No. Oh. How old is that movie anyway? It's been like it's more old than enough years. to say that Aerith is dead. So that's right. That's all we need to say. Um, <laughs> she says that the boy moved away one day, but that the story continues. And we get a tease there. She's then interrupted by who else but the groom, Toshiniko. He chides her for drinking that poor person's drink. Um, we, what a cool guy. <laughs> wouldn't you want to... Oh, dude, I would love to marry some some rich broad. Wasn't Wait, wasn't... He's rich too, right? Yeah. That was like the whole point. No, no, no. But I'm saying I would like to marry somebody rich that would chastise oh. me for doing poor people stuff. <laughs> so you want someone from the bourgeoisie? That's my ultimate fantasy. Yes, I just want somebody to fund my my detective Conan watching habits. So <laughs> a class traitor is what you are. Well, if it means we could up our pace up from fucking two episodes a week, we'd be uh, <laughs> done with the show in less than 
15 years. Uh, we find out that he's the next president of the Takasugi group. And everyone leaves the bride alone before the wedding. But then they hear her collapse on the floor, Kyle. With blood Boom. coming out of her mouth. She was poisoned. I thought she was dead. No? It took me a minute well, to like yeah. get that she wasn't dead. She just needed to go to the hospital. Thank God. We don't want everybody dying. That's how the show rolls. I feel like this is one of the first times where a victim didn't, didn't die. I feel like we've gone a couple episodes without people dying. Well, yeah, but then it's like, it's not a murder case. And this was like, supposed to be a murder this case. This was an attempted murder case. Key difference. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Although, actually, as uh, the twist will show, maybe it was an attempt. I guess it's still attempted oh, murder. Oh. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we find out that there is sodium hydroxide put in the tea. So, Kyle, have you ever poisoned anybody? Mm, I can't say. Mm. Can't say. You know, legal troubles wrapped up. I don't even know where you get these chemicals. It seems like a pain. Yeah, well, you just got to know the right people. The police then find remnants of a capsule in the tea that any of the six people that entered the room could have done it. The suspects included the groom, her father, Kazumi, and uh, the guy that used to like her. Police then look at the camcorder recording, and they find out that everyone handled the can at some point. So that doesn't narrow anything down. Um, Why did they never think it was Conan? He's like five. So? He's a little kid. Little kids don't kill people. As we see with the next episode, assumptions like that lead you astray. Wow, what a tease. It's revealed that the bride is having surgery, and then the groom says that he unknowingly was the kid that used to give her lemon tea growing up. So, that's what... We also know from her comments that she kind of knew that because she said the story continues. So, we can put that stuff together here now. Is this just an Arnold Palmer? Is that what this is? I think that's iced tea. I think is that this is warm tea, so maybe it's oh okay. Maybe it's slightly different. So Arnold Palmer, that's because that's just lemonade and lemonade. iced tea, right? Yeah. So maybe it's like that, half and half warm or something. Man, I don't know. Or maybe it's somebody like got to get to the bottom of this tea. I don't know. Always, uh, in my school, lemon tea was like seen as like. Well, at least by me, to be a poor person's drink. So I'm much like... <laughs> oh, indeed. So there was a whole subsection of kids that we oh, referred God. to as the dirties. Um, the dirties. <laughs> 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 These are like your hick kids that like, you know, like lived in trailers and like they were like trash people and they were all stupid. That's my whole school. Yeah. So the dirties. Yeah. Every we were all school dirties. has some. Your percentage sure. may vary. Um, so, <laughs> dirty and every single here's the thing: how you could immediately tell somebody was a dirty, or if they were dirty at Jace, it was if they drank lemon tea at lunchtime, because nobody fucking drank that shit except for the dirties. This was an observation <laughs> I made during high school. For the record, two percent milk, never, never any lemon tea. Who drinks two percent? That's like the regular milk. That's for maniacs. Why? Just drink skim. One percent? Are you that? No. That zero. 
It's not about conscious. It's about tasting better. Does it taste better? Yeah. 2% put in cooking and shit. If you're drinking oh. milk, get skim. See, I've never had skim, though. I always went with 2%. You've never had skim milk? So you're a vegetarian. <laughs> My favorite color? Blue. So, let's look at the labels. Whole milk was red. All right? It'd be like vitamin D or whatever. And then we had the 2%, which is a dark blue. A very powerful color. Very masculine. Powerful color and then we had skim milk which was a light blue which still a nice color but not as bold and manly so as a and then there was like a purple milk which milk was that maybe that was like purple the, your colors are different than mine well anyhow this was how it is in richie's dairy um richie's dairy yeah that's is the, this where you were bread captain well i also sold that milk but this is in high school days. An expert. An expert. Anyhow, they had blue on it, so I went with the blue. <laughs> I never questioned it. I don't know. That's just what my family always got. We always got two percent. I feel like I've really taken us down some different paths here today. I'm sorry. No. So you're you're saying one percent where it's at? Do you still drink milk? Yeah. Milk goes great with like pop tarts and cookies and stuff. Does it go great with dogs? Oh, damn. This is my last episode. I'm just curious, <laughs> for the record. Not racist, curious. Mm, yeah. Very important distinction. It is. <laughs> what if Hitler said that? Listen, not racist, just curious. I'm just curious about all these Jews. Load them up into this truck, I just want to see. I'm just seeing what happens. <laughs> How was I supposed to know you put some toxic <laughs> smoke in oh there? Who would have thought? Uh, I'm just experimenting. I think it's a normal shower. You you check. <laughs> you check. <laughs> oh, God. So, they uh, do some tests, and they find out that the poison was probably placed at 130, which makes her father the likely culprit. But they reveal that none of his fingerprints were on the can. He then yells at the policeman and calls him an idiot because the video clearly shows him handling it. <laughs> he's like, you fool. He's, I killed my daughter. Yeah, he's basically making that case, which rolls. Uh, Conan, Conan then learns that uh, Yumamiya's prints were also missing from the can, and they find a glass jar in the trash can nearby with a drying agent in it, so that's where the drug was being held. Conan's then figured out the case from that information. So, up to this point, Conan has always used his tranquilizer on Kagero, but he's not here this time. So instead of using a policeman, of which there are like 50, um, <laughs> he decides to make Sonico his voice for this one. And he hits her with a tranquilizer dart, and uh, then he starts the deduction show. And uh, I kind of wish that they had, uh, they kind of like do a twist on this later on, but I kind of wish like Conan had like trouble like speaking as a woman. Like if he would that would make sense. Use like yeah. masculine. I don't know if Jap- Japanese like is like mass like ha- is like I know Spanish is a lot of masculine, feminine right. stuff. I don't know if that's yeah. like if there's an equivalent for. Uh, I would assume Japan. right. But uh, like I, I thought it would have been fun if he had like said a few things strangely and like, uh, like they were like, "Why are you saying that?" Um, but nonetheless, we don't get that. You're a lady. Um, she starts off by saying that the poison wasn't actually in the capsule, and that was merely placed to mislead. She says the video proves this, 
as the kin was actually Sonica's that she placed down. Uh, the brat accidentally took her can, and that narrows it down to two people, herself or Takasuki. However, the container was found in the hall, and she was found, and she was inside the room the entire time, which means the groom placed the poison. So, that was a shocking thing, wasn't it, Kyle? Yeah, I was not expecting that. I mean, Conan always does this, so maybe I should have, but that guy who was like a... Oh, I wanted to be your groom or whatever. Yeah, you'd think it'd be. He him. had like a. He was mean mugging the whole episode. Yeah, he was a. Uh, he was giving strong incel energy. Incel energy. Yeah, you're right. He was. So I just uh, naturally assumed him. And that's the thing we've been casting so much blame wrongly to the innocent <laughs> incels, <laughs> the poor men that are already sad because they're not fucking, and then we have to make them Nazis and murderers alongside that sometimes they're just lonely men like keanu reeves that's all i'm saying hmm. i don't think keanu's an incel because think about it this bro uh, this uh groom totally fucking still try to kill a woman who's the misogynist it's the people that fuck <laughs> okay there's no arguing that thank you so uh yeah. <laughs> the groom admits the crime and he says it stems from a grudge <laughs> from 20 years ago says the police chief crashed into a suspect's car while chasing him and that was when his mother was hit his mother was still alive and if she had been transported to a hospital she would have lived however he chose to chase the suspect instead she wound up dying and he never forgot that moment he was then adopted by the takasugi family and met the bride seven years prior as soon as he learned that was his daughter he hatched his plan he didn't kill the chief directly because he wanted him to feel the sadness of losing someone you love so this is the reason I want to bring that up about uh, the mother dying. Because he's already, his wife died. So the yeah. police chief has already filled the sadness of losing someone you love. Oh, it's like a plot necessity. I think so. I think that adds to the, because while he's focusing on his own hurt, he's kind of ignoring everybody else's hurt, including, sure. uh, you know, the fiance, you know, the, Innocent people he was putting in harm's way. Have you ever seen Old Boy? That's a another foreign action film, correct? Yeah, I've not seen it. Do you know like the big twist in Old Boy? No, tell me what it is. So in Old Boy, the premise is that this main character gets like kidnapped randomly, and he's got a wife and kids, and they're he's held for like fifteen years, and his wife dies, and it's pinned on him. And then they let him go randomly. So the whole movie is him trying to figure out, like, what happened. And so at the end of the movie, he gets, like, hypnotized into an incestuous relationship with his daughter. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) And that happened because the bad guy was incestuous with his sister. And the main character, like, told everybody at his school. So he, like, the bad guy had this years-long plan to, like, set up this very convoluted plot to, like, get this situation going right but he did make him fuck his daughter though so he did Fucking oh man what a movie he was left laughing this episode felt like that but just without the incest for me <laughs> yeah he didn't go nearly that far well he didn't kidnap anybody but he went so far as to like get married to somebody and like it's a good bit it's a good bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a little joke. Like I've kind of given up on like finding love, but like I might get married to somebody just to like break their heart, like for a bit. Like that'd be fun. Just for a It'd bit. It gives me something to do. Sure. I'm just saying. Sure. So the groom goes on to call <laughs> call his former bride a foolish woman. And that she didn't even realize that he only got close to her just to get revenge. And she says that she was probably just in it for his inheritance anyways. Kazumi then goes up to him and slaps him. And she says that he doesn't know anything. And that Sayuri knew about the accident and his real identity. She then says that Sayuri has been in love with him for 20 years. And she wanted to know what she could do to make you forgive her. Sweet. This was the part. Tears coming down my eyes because she had pure pure energy pure love it was not returned in that moment and he tried to poison her it's very sad and then we get an even sadder part here because this all means that she knew the tea was poison and decided to go through and drink it kyle it's pretty real pretty raw because she she had full love for this man would you drink the tea if you love somebody like the as person much as she I loved him? Most, like wants me dead. Mm. Sure, let's let's, let's you end do it. it. Oh boy, what a decision! I what feel like I'd do? sit there for a minute. So if, I'd sit if there for a fiance, minute. Fiance, <laughs> why doing gonna this with Aria? Poison me. Do you? Drink I feel the like tea? I just uh, I'd ask what's up. I'd be like, hey, is there something you want to talk about? Like I'd have the can in my hand. Like, is there anything bugging you? We're cool, right? Everything's fine. You want a sip of this? <laughs> you want a sip? <laughs> you should have some. You know, marriage <laughs> tradition is for us to split the drink. <laughs> like, you wouldn't have any questions. You'd just be like, oh, guess it's over. I'm dramatic, yeah. I feel like I'd want to at least, you know, like, have a chance, you know, talk it out. The fool's yearned. <laughs> so a policeman runs in and tells everybody that she pulled through. So we finally get some good news. Thank goodness. Fast forward two months later and she's hanging out with uh, Sonica and Ron. Uh, she reveals that uh, Toshihiko's sentence was lessened because she chose to drink the poison. And then she says that she put him through a lot of pain. So even here, after he tried to kill her, she's like... Feels as if she did him wrong. So, like, that's very sad. Um, Sonica then goes to buy her a drink. And then she picks out a lemon tea, saying she has to keep her memories alive. This woman's insane! Well, even more insane is that Conan adds in a little postscript that she got married three years later to Toshihiko. And they're a happy couple now. Yeah, that's wild. Which Imagine I... telling that to your kids. It's a fun story. You know, a lot of people... <laughs> You know, the kids will ask them, hey, how mom and dad, how did you first meet? And, like, they're probably not going to say, well, it was a revenge murder plot that I hatched up. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's probably not how it's going to go. But, you know, more power they to them. It makes story. the story a more good tale. Sure. I thought this was a fantastic episode. It was. This was a great episode. It was one of those ones where, like, all of the side characters felt really important for once. And, uh, and yeah, it was really emotional, like you said. Yeah, I, I like it. it. We get a little little taste of Ron and Shinichi's backstory. They're, you know, former schooling days. 
Uh, you know, we have a good mystery. We have fun characters. Totally good. Uh, Does this a uh, woman come back? She might. I'm not 100 percent sure, but she's not it a felt regular. Like... Sure. She, she felt like she again. was like getting set up, but very good character. Yes. Um, yeah. The next Conan's hint is a bouquet. So remember that, Kyle, as we go through this episode. What was last week's hint? I believe it was lemon tea. Uh, should have known. Either that or it was like trash can or something. <laughs> Literal trash. Dude, I, we're not to it yet, but the episode 19 Conan hint, hilarious. <laughs> How about die when I wrote that one down? So, okay. <laughs> episode 19, this is an elevator murder case. This originally aired June 10th, 1996. And uh, you were, I don't, I don't know if you were disappointed, but you're surprised that nobody died last episode. Boy, do they kill somebody off in this episode, Kyle. Boom. Dead. Instantaneous, they say. It is right right through the heart. So the episode I feel like that's not instantaneous though. I could see it being instantaneous. it's like a heart attack. You don't die immediately. But if it's it's fucking sliced up and you don't have a heartbeat anymore. Nah man, nah. Nah, it ain't like How that. are you operating without a heart? Because blood still pumps through your body. I don't right? I, I think it's such a short amount of time that like it's still considered nah. instantaneous. Nah, it hurts. So. That's hell. I don't yeah, you know what the, chickens, the show's dumb. Well, the I show feel like is the dumb. head's different because they cut off chickens <laughs> and they still run around or whatever. Yeah, but their their brains why? did. Why are they still alive? What the chicken? Yeah, do we think there's? Do you need brain activity to be truly considered alive? Well, uh, it, so you, if like, you know okay, that Assassin's Creed let's Unity trailer? <laughs> We're like in the point of view whenever they do the guillotine cut and like it fades out. Like, it's not an instant, like, cut to black. Like, because you still got blood in your brain, right? And it's getting oxygenated. Are you seeing Ox- shit? Yeah, I think so. I think because you're, like, your muscles all, like, fall apart, but they're twitching still, right? So, like, you have to have some sort of consciousness right, well, there. To be truly mathematic, we got to go to the Wolfenstein, the new order, where BJ <laughs> gets his head chopped off, <laughs> and then they keep him alive, and then they... That's true. That's ah, such a cool game. Um, (laughs) All right, well, here's my question. Since you're the medical professional, (laughs) (laughs) that's right, (laughs) Doctor Kyle. If you chop off a chicken's head, all right, and then you're able to, let's say, like cauterize the the wound so he doesn't die from like blood loss, and then you just got this headless chicken, and there's no brain, but the heart's still beating, and like. Is it still alive at that point? I guess it can't do anything because there's no brain. But it's running without the brain. How's I get? I think it would depend on like what you would consider it being alive. Because oh. to me, it's like brain death, right? Yeah. If brain death need, happens, you then need you're brain dead. Brain waves to be considered alive. I think so. Was it wrong? Else... So you you support pulling Terry Shavo off of life support? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the natural discussion point. Damn, you really just put me on the spot there. <laughs> we tackle the big questions on our podcast. I'm just saying, if it's walking around with no head, I think it's alive. How long does it have? How like long? a minute, right? No, no, no. But how does it die, though? 
Well, I mean, what I'm saying is that it's not really alive. It's just the muscles are moving. It doesn't have brain activity. So once that calms down, even, well, well, the heart's still be pumping. Like, like let's like say think it about falls down, frog legs. but the heart's still pumping. You ever put salt on frog legs? No. And you, if you put salt on frog legs, they twitch, right? Like dead frog legs? Yeah. Wow. Because it like it it activates like some sort of electro stuff. I don't like it. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's like that, right? Hmm. I know, but like, the it, heart's the body bleeding. moving on its own. That's yeah, it's the body moving on its so own. What's it's more like important, muscles the brain doing or their the work. The brain, <laughs> very clearly, symbolically, the heart. Sure, but the brain. But we need a heart. <laughs> we need both. We... No, it's true. Damn, maybe maybe we were right. Fuck Terry. Shelley. Damn. Uh, <laughs> So the, ep- the episode kicks off with a woman leading a child. <laughs> so Conan. <laughs> when did that happen? When was that? What, Terry Schiavo? Yeah. I don't know. It was like fucking 2005 or something. So that hadn't happened yet? What What do you think Conan's take on Terry Schiavo yeah, would be? 2005, she died. March 31st. Oh, Conan was running. We'll find out. We'll see how the camera yeah, we'll get there. reacts to it. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sure this became, man, man, she was irreversible, persistent, vegetative state. I guess she did just kill him at that point. Um, it's like the, the main character from Zeta Gundam. But he's attached to a Gundam, right? Where does he well, it's not like happens? a, he's in the cockpit, but they pull him out is he and he's dead? a vegetable. But was yeah. he controlling the Gundam? Nah, he was, he died. Oh, okay. Watch Gundam, Tyler. I don't need more anime more. <laughs> until we until this. we do our Gundam rewatch podcast <laughs> in fifty years. Yeah, once we, once we finish Conan, we'll do that. So, <laughs> so this is a unique episode. Uh, we I believe we've had one of these episodes prior to where we know the call. Oh yeah, it was the one where um, the guy was taking pictures and he didn't have his watch, so Conan right. figured it out. But uh, so. We know the culprit straight off. We we see this woman uh, leaving a trail of foot footsteps, and uh, she has these big old shoes on. And uh, I like this name because I I got to see them feet, them toes, Kyle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, Tyler. Uh, like, Didn't know you were like that. <laughs> later on, we catch up with uh, <laughs> Conan, Kegura, and Ron on a trip. Ron got selected to be a model for uh, Asia fa- uh, Fashion. Have you so proud of Ron? Have you ever been a model, Cal? Actually, no. Oh. I thought maybe like there was a chance that like they'd use you as like a token Asian in some ad or something. Because <laughs> where are you at again? Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Yeah. I feel like is there a large Asian population in Missouri? I live in a college town, actually. So we like this town has a pretty large uh, contingency of Asians. And this is because Asians are un. Like, uh, percentagely, mm-hmm. it's wrong. They're taking all the scholarships. <laughs> Wait, what? You're taking all the scholarships, Kyle. Oh, is that what we're the doing? Asians are, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kogoro mentions that Asia uh, recently had to cancel a show because a rival received her designs the day before. So, remember that point. It'll pop up later on. Conan then teases Kogoro for knowing a lot about the creator and says that he's a fan, although Kuro keeps denying on it. Uh, he is one, which I think that's cute. That uh, yeah, Kuro won't admit it. But uh, what do we do? We think he's actually a fan of her fashion, or like he just thinks she's hot. 
what do we think here? That's a good point. Yeah, he he's not a fashionista by any stretch. So no, but yeah, like, he probably just thinks she's hot. But she isn't exactly. I don't think. Oh, I guess he does like business women like that. Yeah, I guess that. Is, that makes sense. <laughs> We're getting into Kogoro's kinks. Well, you'll you'll meet her soon, I think. But uh, Ron's mother, she's also a businesswoman. <gasps> Whoa, we meet her. Oh, we meet. She's a reoccurring character, by the way. Oh, I didn't even know she was there. We'll I thought her. she was like dead or something. No, she's very much alive. Oh yeah, she's so hyped. <laughs> anime episode, uh, anime original episodes that revolve around her mother, which I'm very excited to see. Oh. I haven't seen those. So oh, I'm so ready. So we'll get to see those in a couple years. Mama ran. Yep. In a couple years. <laughs> if we're lucky. Okay. I think the right. anime original ones start at like 400. So at our pace. Jesus. Uh, yeah, a couple years. Maybe a decade <laughs> from now. Um, <laughs> they all arrive at the building, which is largely cleared out because of a company holiday. Conan then notices that the creator has a large bag, which Ron calls retro. Uh, Aisha is shocked when uh, Kogoro introduces himself as she recognizes the famous detective. So I like this because we're seeing that like uh, Kogoro's reputation spreading a bit from the solving all these cases through Conan. The big lie. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. I, I like him getting increasingly more famous as the series progresses. Um, she then introduces them to her secretary, Tanaguchi, um, who I think... Kogoro should be more into because she's the hotter one. I mean, sure. What's your hot or not take on Tanaguchi hot or not take. in Asia? I mean, Tanaguchi is younger, I assume. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Do you like the older women, Tyler? I mean, it depends on on the woman how they carry themselves. If they're like sixty. Yeah, the older the it's. Women are like a fine wine, Kyle. I agree. I agree. Like a maged. The older, the better. If they're dead, let me tell you. Asia apologizes for having her secretary coming a day earlier. And then she says it's no issue. She'll just quit a day earlier. So we get some cattiness here. I love them cats. Wow. Uh, Asia goes back to her office and sends her secretary to the 8th floor and we see her pressing the button for her. And Conan finds it odd because they're seemingly at odds, but they're doing something as nice as pressing the button for someone. The guards inform Kogoro that Tanaguchi has already put in her resignation. Then we have a scene where Conan and Kogoro have to use the restroom. They then return and Ron asks if they wash their hands. So they have to make another <laughs> trip to the restroom. <laughs> I thought this was cute. a great gag. I love how they both do it. <laughs> like Conan, a child, like, okay, but no, Kogoro straight up just... <laughs> it fits for both of them. I love it. Yeah. I love that scene. Uh, that made me laugh so hard. Like, I thought this was like just a perfect comedy moment. <laughs> Finally, Asia comes back running. She's, uh, she's frantically saying that Mika isn't picking up her phone. And uh, Conan finds this reaction odd because, like, you know, she... Might just be busy, bitch. Like, not picking up your <laughs> It's been a minute. The, uh, the guards see that the elevator is still on the eighth floor, so they go up, go to take a look. So, did you also find that strange? I'm very clearly. Yeah. Besides the fact that, like, we knew that she was going to do something, but yeah, yeah it's li- what they literally timed it to a little over two minutes. Was that how long it was? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we get a. 
She's not the greatest actor, which makes it even funnier that we constantly see Kegura like uh, defending her coming up. <laughs> uh, Asia then stumbles upon her dead secretary who has a knife in her chest and points out that there are a bunch of footprints about. She says that it must be a robber and that someone broke in and stabbed her to death. Kenan Doubt is immediately suspicious and he sees her rubbing um, the call button there. So, hmm, he's like, what's going on here? The police arrive, and they say that the death was immediate after a stab to the heart. And who are you, Kyle, to disagree with the fine Tokyo PD? You're right. Let the cops do their jobs. Yeah, we support cops here. We're, we're a Blue Lives Matter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the thin blue line. Yeah, fuck, That's where we stand. Fuck the pigs. Um, fuck the pigs. I don't know. I like Megary, and I think the cops and Detective Cannon are very nice. So cops and shows I can get with. So maybe cops and shows. Cops in Japan are very nice people. Maybe it's because they don't have guns. What well, isn't there also that thing that Jedi's that game brought up where like ninety nine percent of uh oh god what is it if you get tried for a crime you're probably gonna get convicted. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's not. Lock them up. Who's who's Damn. to say that there's any area there just because one truth prevails or whatever yeah is that the saying i don't know one truth one could say that life is a prison in and of itself so uh locking somebody up is it really that bad all right tyler the police arrive and they say (laughs) yeah so the death death was immediate um and the footprints are 26 centimeters long so they assume the culprit is a man kind of notices blood stains on her arm and then a crease in her jacket also finds it strange that she was found in the elevator. Asia tells Megary that she went up to the 15th floor and that it was non-stop. Kegura then says the footprints went downstairs to an emergency exit and the guards say it was locked two hours ago. Megary asks for Asia's fingerprints and asks the guards to stay watch. Kegura reassures her that she isn't a suspect because they both got in elevators at the same time and she couldn't have stabbed her in that elevator, which makes sense. It's so stupid though. Like, of Kogoro just... Was it Kogoro or Megari? It was Kogoro. like, yeah, why would you just straight up be like, oh, no, 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 you're not a subs- suspect. You're completely he, he safe. the bone. <laughs> you're right. I forgot. Respect to Kogoro. I uh, forgot. Kenan runs off and tests the elevator for himself. He says that the key to the case is on the 15th floor and visits her office. He finds a flower petal and a bunch of pollen. Um, so let's talk a little about pollen, Kyle. Do you have any allergies? Oh boy, do I have allergies. I die if I step outside. Did you ever go to see like a doctor's where like they specifically test for allergies? Yeah, like the little pinpricks on your arm and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they put like sixteen different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. see what hives break out? Yeah. Fucking worst thing. Because I had yeah. like fucking every single thing was huge. Same. Same. <laughs> do you get like a swelling eyes that itch like crazy and Yeah, yeah. like it's not as bad now. Um, maybe I just don't go outside as much as I did as a kid, <laughs> but, um, like I used to have really bad allergies cause I went to like treatments and shit. Yeah. 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 So I did that too. I couldn't go out for like, shit was a, like unbearably painful. It was, but the, the one good thing I can say about my mother is that she would buy me a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards after these visits. Oh, hell yeah. So it was okay. That's a good move. Yeah. So. I didn't mind. Who's your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh character? 
Ah, oh, you know, it's got to be probably Yugi. I mean, Joey's cool. Joey's the only good one. Tristan fucked, right? Tristan? Yeah. Which Who's Tristan? Isn't he the other guy? I don't even know. There's Joey? I know there's... And then there's, yeah. like, another dude that has, like, pointy brown hair. I know that I think the girl... Is Tristan. And then, like, the blonde. There's I don't a girl know. There's, there's I know Kaiba. Kaiba obviously. Kaiba's me. I think Tristan's the character. Let me see. Yu-Gi-Oh. You're making that up. Tristan. There's no Tristan. Tristan That's a Digimon a. character. Tristan Taylor. So, in, if you're familiar with the Japanese names, like a fucking nerd, he's Honda Hiroto. <laughs> Honda? Yeah. Okay, and the chick was uh, Tay Gardner. Oh, yeah, Tay. She's hot. Man, what a show. There's apparently somebody named Bakura Ryu. Oh, that's the weird kid. What's the, what's the one where they like ride on motorcycles? I don't know. Five Ds. Yeah, I never watched that shit. I only saw the original So many series, Ds. And they started getting in the weird like little miniature shit. And I was like, I'm out. Yu-Gi-Oh is crazy. Uh, so where Not like Conan. He finds glue residue from tape and finds flowers that Kagura had given her on the desk. He wonders why the flowers had fallen there because she wouldn't have gone to that area naturally. He says the problem is where the victim was stabbed. And that real after that realization, he solves the case. The killer is Aisha. The bitch. Boom. The only other one. That dirty whore. <laughs> Megary finds no fingerprints on the knife and Aisha asks if she can leave. Megari's about to say yes, so Kenny quickly tranquilizes Koguro. He tells Asia that she can't leave just yet because you're a murderer, bitch. Um, I really wish they would just say it like that. <laughs> you dirty whore. <laughs> yeah, Kenny gets like really misogynist <laughs> later on. You really see a shift. Um, he starts off by explaining the, uh, the footprints and say they were made to, uh, to create false evidence. Says that if you killed someone, you'd run afterward, but the footprints weren't far apart. And that, that, this just made me think of like some really chill killer. Like his heartbeat <laughs> never rushes. Like he's been killing for so long and he's chasing after the high, the adrenaline that like taking a life gives you, but he can't even have that satisfaction. And that, he's just a professional at what he does, you know? He's moved past that. Yeah, I bet Agent 47, for example, he's not oh, running yeah. afterwards. He's staying yeah. calm. He's calm collected. He does his business. He leaves. Yeah. Maybe this was an experienced burglar, Conan. Maybe you're wrong. With a barcode on his neck. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> do you have any tattoos? No. Do you? No. I want to get a barcode for something stupid, like a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That'd be, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Because somebody would assume it's like, oh, is that a Hitman reference? And you were like, nah, Yu-Gi-Oh, this is a barcode for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> Ring me up. He says that Asia made those footprints and then unlocked the emergency exit, and then hid the large sneakers that were in the large handbag she had. An hour later, she wound up pressing the elevator call for Tanaguchi so that she'd get in the middle elevator. She then called her cell phone and told Tanaguchi to meet her on the 15th floor. She then put a coin against the call button and taped it. So the door wouldn't close while she killed her secretary in cold blood, Kyle. Murder. Was it cold blood? She killed her. I don't know. I guess it was warm blood. <laughs> I don't really understand that saying. Like doing something in cold blood. 
Isn't that like unmotivated? I don't know. I didn't mad That's always what I assumed. I thought it was just like without any like emotion or something. Let's see. Huh. In cold blood meaning. So Isn't that like a out. without feeling or mercy, ruthlessly. Damn. So. Okay. I you were like right. I was right. I feel yeah. like I used that term correctly. You did it, Tyler. Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't you. have brought it Fuck up. Fuck you, Kyle. You're right. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the trick is, explains why she was facing away, away from the elevator. Because she gently puts her back in and turns her body around. Press the call button. This leads to her appearing to have died in the eighth floor. So, I was, I was satisfied with this trick. I thought that was pretty clever. Do you like the trick, Kyle? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was supposed to leave. No, you're back. <laughs> I'm back now. What was the trick? I forget now. That she killed her on the 15th floor, then put her back in the elevator with her back, like, against Why didn't the... she just shoot her? Sorry, what'd you say? Why didn't she just shoot her? That's a lot messier. Stash. Is it? Then you just, like, stash the gun. Nobody has guns done. in Japan. That's the thing. Oh, damn, you're right. Just the... The other criminals. Yeah. Oh, this is proven that theory. The good guy with the gun. Because <laughs> there's bad See, guys with guns. Now, They're going to get them. If she had a Glock on her, and <laughs> let me tell you, Glock wished us not only a happy Earth Day this year, but also a happy Memorial Day. So thank you to our friends at Glock. Um, but if she had a Glock on her, instead <laughs> of getting stabbed, she could go pop, pop, pop. And uh, she'd still if be only. alive today. See, this is the problem with Japan. Yep. Socialist country. Get more guns. Uh, so there's two clues that lead to this trick. A, the crease is from the elevator pinching her clothing, and then the pollen is from the flower she sat nearby. Um, while she admits that this is an interesting hypothesis, there's no proof, and the secretary's fingerprints aren't on the call button. Kona says that while she wiped the call button with her thumb, there is evidence, and it's the gloves that she used for murder are still in her bag. Uh, and so she's just taking a guess, by the way, you know, he didn't know that those gloves were there. He was just like, I think that you would have gloves and that you would have stashed them and you wouldn't have had time to throw them away or whatever. Gotta be smart. Sometimes you have to go out on a leap. I'm proud of our boy. He did it. Smart boy. Um, this all stemmed from Taniguchi being the one that sold her designs to a rival company. Aja admits to the crime and says that she wasn't sure if she'd go through with it once she found out Kogure was there. This was the last possible day she could do it with her quitting soon. After the credits, we see Aja talk to Ron before going to jail. And uh, I thought this was an, uh, kind of a sweet scene where she says that uh, she really wanted her to model for her and that she has a great poison body. Um, yeah. And Conan's like, Conan's like, oh, I'm sorry that you lost your big chance to model. And she says, it's all right. And then this, this fucking killed me here. They realize that Kagura is still passed out in the lobby. When <laughs> <laughs> they find him, then yeah. he's just like, oh, he's so he's so distraught. <laughs> it's great, dude. It just fits Kagura. Like, they constantly just leave him there. And then, like, Why does, when is he going to, like, wake up and realize that, like, he doesn't remember any of these cases getting solved? Oh, that's just how genius operates. Does he just assume, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I did that. Must have been me. And then Conan says, <laughs> if he ever figures out that I keep doing this to him, he'd kill me. <laughs> One day. So, so the show will end. I thought that was a really good episode. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that was good. 
I think uh, it wasn't one of those episodes where I was as excited in uh, Conan figuring it out. And I think there were so few characters. It was just the victim and then the the murderer. Yeah. I think they set it up in a pretty good way. For sure. Uh, Would this surprise you if I told you this was an anime original episode? Oh, really? Yeah. So. When, where do you figure that out? Do you just go wiki this beforehand? Yeah, and um, they also mention it uh, in the title cards, but I don't want you looking uh, at that. So, I hope so I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, and then we get the next Conan's hint, which I fucking love. An eerie basement room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Zodiac. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Not many people have basements in California. Dun, dun, dun. But I do. So yeah, I, I think we covered two really solid episodes, and uh, yeah, like the anime original episodes, they've been really good so far. I haven't had any complaints. Um, I've really liked them. Surprisingly, I would have assumed that they would suck, but who's the guy that made this? Uh, Gesho Oyama. Oyama, yeah, what a hack! He can't write. He's the greatest. He's the greatest of all time, and we'll get to. <laughs> Man, Kenan's so fucking good. I'm so glad we're doing this show for the next eight years, if not 20. <laughs> yeah, the show's going to keep going, right? It's not just episodes 900 or whatever. Yeah, the show's still going, so who knows if it'll ever end, Cal. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to the point where we're caught up and we only have to do one episode a week. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that seems impossible. <laughs> It'll feel like in 10 years we catch up the episode like 1500 <laughs> or something. <laughs> I think we can do it. I think we can do it. So that'll do it for this episode. Kyle, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can go follow me on Twitter at uh, Spirit and Soul. Soul like the city. S-E-O-U-L. I almost said an E. Are you on Instagram? I am, actually. It's the same thing. Same username. There we go. Yeah, oh. Spirit and Soul. Check out his IG. It's not good. What do you post I... on there? Food? <laughs> it's Oh, yeah. Nude pics. Uh, I post, like, <laughs> mental health stuff. Why? <laughs> I don't know. My Instagram feed is just mostly just, like, good vibes. Feeling pretty sad today. No, not like that. Feeling pretty inspired today. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Tyler Trees. And uh, no mental health stuff because I just don't post. Yay. I've mastered posting. I've ascended. <laughs> By not posting. But it's I, like war games. I do retweet the episodes each week. So I guess instead of just following me, just follow our Twitter account, which is at case underscore reopened. <laughs> give me a follow too. I need that, that worth. I need to feel important. I agree. And you do need to feel important. I do. God. <laughs> My life means nothing. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> we'll be back next week with two more episodes of Conan. And we'll also learn about that airy basement room. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>